Welcome to the Inverted Podcast, the landowner podcast to empower you with inspiration, new perspectives, and quick tips for your forest management and land ownership journey. If you're familiar with me, you know my husband and I have been relatively avid cross visitors since we've graduated college. And then I took a four year hiatus while we were growing our family and I've finally gotten back to it about this time a year ago. And like nearly everything I do, it always seems like I find some lessons that I can integrate not only into my daily life, but for land ownership as well. And before you let your eyes roll too far, stay with me and hear me out. I have four lessons I've gained from CrossFit that translate to land ownership. So are you ready? First things first, it always comes down to the why. You have to have a solid why when you're doing CrossFit. Like, what's the point? What's the purpose? Because if you're just going in because you think you want to get healthy, it's going to blow you over, knock you down, and make you want to quit. Actually, it, it does that to me anyways. But what is it that makes me follow through with the work and continue to show up back day after day? My kids. For me, it's my kids. It's to be strong enough fit enough and healthy enough to keep up with my growing kids. And this is the perfect way I can ensure that I better myself to do just that. Now, what is the why with your land? Land ownership is all fun and games on the black and white paper until it comes time to do the work. And it too will also blow you over, knock you down and make you wanna quit at times. There's taxes and natural disasters and complaining negative neighbors that are the constant management work needs to be done. It can be very easy to walk away from it all if you don't have a strong enough and solid why purpose to your land. Second thing, sometimes CrossFit is a sprint, but it always is the long game that matters. Single workouts will get you to have sweat and make you stronger. And sometimes a short workout is supposed to make your heart race, you know, and help that cardio. Sometimes it's an hour long, slow and steady, building things up, you know, building up that muscle mass. But all in all, it's the entire picture that matters the most. And the entire picture of the working out is how I get fitter, stronger, and healthier. Single workouts can help certain parts of my strength and movement, but it's the entire week, it's the months, it's the years that help me reach my purpose and goals, which remember is to keep up with my growing kids, which means I have to show up day after day to be able to keep up with them in land management. Sometimes there are times when you have to make very instant and decisive decisions. If you had a wildfire or some beetle infestations, you now have to salvage cut. There's no waiting for the stumpage markets to come back. Sometimes you have a busy season where you've just finished it harvesting and you have to jump right back into it, start your side prep and finish that planting back to back. But it's the long game that matters most. Doing the consistent work in the woods keeps your management moving one practice at a time. And this is what you need to keep your sights on to help you reach your goals that we just talked about and keep the forest the healthiest and most productive, which therefore is going to be the most sustainable that it can be. Three. CrossFit's expensive. When you compare it to buying a few home equipment and pieces or just joining Planet Fitness, it seems insane to pay the price we pay on a monthly basis. But the expense does have some benefits. It provides us to trainers and resources I wouldn't otherwise have and probably otherwise use. It also provides me that financial kick in the butt to actually show up. Because I mean, I'm letting that type of money slide, no. Absolutely not. I am going to go and get the results if I'm paying that money. 
Land ownership is expensive too. You have annual taxes and honestly, most management practices, when you start adding them up across the landscape can be really expensive. And especially when you compare it that nature is nature for free, you know, but the expense also provides you that underlining motivation to get your money's worth, to make sure that you're not just blowing money to the wind and you are going to get the results that you desire out of your land and ultimately investing into your land to create and manage a more productive forest typically yields a much more profitable forest and ultimately a healthier and more sustainable forest to keep trees in trees. So yes, it does help provide you that financial incentive that the trees are going to stay trees. So yes, it's expensive, but there's an upside to having that financial investment motivation to get you to actually do the work. And lastly, number four, you can't compare your results to others. In the gym, this is so easy for me to do. It's so easy to compare yourself to how fast they're going, how much weight are they doing, how many reps are they doing, but there's a lot of underlining variables we rarely take into consideration in that moment of comparison. Like how long have they been doing the work to get to that fitness level? What is their purpose of being there? That is probably different than what mine is. That may push them harder or differently to get those quote unquote perceived better results. And they also may simply be built differently for different strengths than you are. I know that that is certainly true with me. The comparison game can be hard, but it's important to keep our sights on us and track our own improvements over time to whether or not we are reaching our own goals. And so just like it's hard to keep your eyes on yourself and not compare to others in the gym, it can also be difficult to not compare our land, our land management, our timber quality to others. When we compare our land to others, when we compare our timber, our forest quality, whatever it may be, we often negate all of the variables such as their locational markets, their active management capabilities, their soil types, their timber diversity, and their goals. Remember, it does always come down to goals. And even if you do have similar why, similar purposes, do not compare what the Jones have and are managing to do for what you are doing right now. Now, I'm not saying don't take advice and advantage of peers, you know, trial and errors of what they're doing that you could maybe implement on your own land, but do not have that mindset of discontentment that they have quote unquote better volume, better aesthetics and better habitat, so on and so on when they may have simply been actively managing and taking those steps to get those results twice as long as you have. You don't always know how long and how hard they have been working. Perhaps they had more financial ability to invest into certain practices that help speed up their desired results. So yes, take advice from those whose management you do admire, take notes, but do not compare your capabilities or negative perceptions that they are better off than you. Keep your eyes on you, on your land, and on your goals. Then track your results over time. That's it. Four quick lessons CrossFit has taught me about life and land ownership that I hope you have found insightful too. And as I recap, these four are number one, know your why. Two, keep your eyes on the long game. Three, it's expensive, but investment can provide the right results. And four, don't compare yourself to others. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, give us a shout out on social media and don't forget to tag us at Landon Ladies and then share with a friend and give us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast now. Until next time. Thank you.